Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GG God and Games podcast. Today's going to be a fantastic episode where I go and talk over an awesome sermon I heard recently, and we talk about some fun, you know, little segments in between, and then we will have a fantastic gaming segment at the end. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get right into the Jesus Talk segment. So in today's Jesus Talk segment, I'm going to be talking over a sermon done by Timothy Keller. As you know, I really, really enjoy his sermons, and one of them I listened to recently was super good, and I really wanted to share it with you guys today. So this sermon is called The Crucifixion, and it's one that has been released recently. I think it was either Friday or Thursday that it was released, and it basically talks over... um, Uh, The one line that Jesus says is he's crucified. Obviously, he's talking about the entirety of the crucifixion, but uh, Dr. Keller focuses in on the one line Jesus says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he goes into a really big breakdown of it. And I'm going to kind of be talking, shortening it up and talking to you, you guys about it after I took some notes after listening to it. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. So um, to start it off, one of the things he talked about was why the crucifixion must have happened. And what he said was people uh, who do commentary and who study um, the Bible say that the crucifixion must have happened even. And uh, the people who are saying this are people who are skeptical of the Bible, but um, they believe the crucifixion must have happened um, because of how the, the, just the, fact that Jesus died in his last words were my God, my God, why is thou forsaken me? Um, it's, uh, been changed, not changed, but, um, it's been translated different ways. But, um, when Jesus cries out to God, it's can be translated as he shrieked like this was in pain in the utmost pain. And he is shrieking this out. And, um, this is not like a heroic ending. People wouldn't just make this up if they were trying to start a religion. Um, if you look into other religions, like, um, he listed a few and I can't, I, uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was like Mohammed or, um, uh, like along those lines, um, other religions who their leaders who started that religion, their deaths are always peaceful and they're dying in peace and they um, have wise last words. But here Jesus is dying and he is shrieking out. It is not heroic. It is not um, a heroic ending. He is shrieking out and asking why God, the person who he, he was claiming to be, why he has forsaken him. Like this is not a heroic ending. So they say this must have happened. This must have been eyewitness accounts that they saw this crucifixion happening because of the fact that it was not a heroic ending. This was something that really did happen. So the first word that Dr. Keller focuses on, and he kind of comes back at uh, back to it at the end. Why, my God, my God, why, why has thou forsaken me? Um, And he focuses in on the word why. And one of the notes I took was because there was guilt. He talked about like in this, in our culture, guilt is kind of suppressed. Like people, they just live free 
quote unquote guiltless lives. And, um, he says, Jesus, he had to pay this price because there was guilt, because there was that guilt, and we couldn't pay it on our own. The punishment for sin is death, eternal death, eternal separation from God that we deserved. And there is guilt with that. And even though we try to suppress it, if we try, he gave this analogy, someone, um, it was a book that someone had written, and there's a psychiatrist listening to someone who he had had an affair, and um, he was concerned about it. And the psychiatrist uh, wasn't understanding why he was so concerned because he was thinking, well, you shouldn't have guilt. There's no guilt in this life uh, or there shouldn't be any guilt in this life. Why are you so concerned? And um, this isn't an exact quote, but the person talking to the psychiatrist said, um, the guilt was my last chance um, of hope that there was some, some being that transcended me, someone that was greater than me, something that I served a greater purpose or was something greater than me. And if there's no guilt, then there is nothing. It is all me, me, me. It is all focused on me, me, me. There's nothing greater than me if there is no guilt. And if it's all focused in on me and God comes in, he says, I am greater. I have, um, like I am greater, I'm a greater being and there is guilt with me because I've set out um, how you can obey, how you must obey. And that is for us through Jesus, how Jesus paid the price and us following him. That is how we obey um, by trusting in him and reading his word and learning and living in him. Um, so God is a greater being. And if we do not have, if it is just me, 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 and there's no guilt, then that means there's nothing greater than ourselves. And that is hopeless. That is why people can be so pessimistic is because, um, if there is no guilt, then that means the, the greatest being is me. And that brings no hope and no joy. So then he focuses next on the word, my, uh, why has, uh, my God, my God, my God, my God. And he divides this into two different uh, sections, the infinite suffering and the perfect obedience. So he talks about how this suffering he is feeling as he's crying out. Yes, he he's not. So he's not saying my head or my hands or my feet, even though there was or my side, even though there was a crown of thorns on his head and there were nails in his hands and his feet and there was a spear in his side. He was not crying out about those things. It, this suffering that he's crying out, he's shrieking out about is not physical suffering or relational suffering he, that he's crying out about. And um, he's crying, about the, crying out about the loss of love. And Timothy Keller says, there's no greater agony than to lose love. And as you, he talks about, as you go through your life or there's like different levels of losing love. If an acquaintance never says they want to see you again, then that, that hurts. And if a friend says they never want to see you again, that hurts more. And if uh, a sibling or uh, a father or mother or someone in your immediate family says they never want to see you again, that hurts even more. And if a spouse says they never want to see you again, that hurts so 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 much and losing love destroys more and more the deeper and more intimate the love is 
And um, he talks about this verse. I can't remember where it was from, but it's a verse that says the son was in the bosom of the father for all eternity. The son was in intimacy with the father for eternity. It wasn't just like um, a few years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40. It was for all of eternity. The son there, it wasn't just their physical beings were tied as a, um, a wife and a uh, husband are tied or siblings how they are, um, you know, constantly near each other and are experiencing the same things together. They were not tied physically, but their souls were tied together. Their souls were together. They were in intimacy with each other. And in when Jesus, because the uh, the punishment for sin, <coughs> excuse me, the punishment for sin is death, and um. The punish, yeah, the punishment for sin is eternal death, which is exclusion from God. Jesus lost that intimacy, that love he had with God for all of eternity. As their souls were knitted together, they were intimate with each other, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual, their souls. And he lost that on the cross. Losing love destroys. And as he was on the cross, he was experiencing zillions of hells all at once that's another one of the things timothy keller said and um the like the nails in the hand the crown of thorns the spear in the side um uh, the nails in his feet timothy keller said that was like a flea bite compared to the suffering he was experiencing by being separated from god and he experienced that not just for one person or two people or three people for every single person who would ever exist he was making payments for every sin that had ever existed was existing or will ever exist he experienced pain unimaginable to our comprehension and then he also talked about the perfect obedience we are um we are assured that if we obey God, we will be like brought. We will be um, brought into Him. We will be children of God if we obey God, and we don't even perfectly obey God. But Jesus perfectly obeyed God and was cast out. He was the one, the one and only person who perfectly obeyed God, and He was cast out. And even in that, He was obeying because He was obeying God, God's greater plan to bring us to Him. Um, and he used this example in Moby Dick, um, when captain Ahab is going down, uh, and he says from hell's heart, I stab at thee." Jesus doesn't say that, that like, this is not the reality. Jesus is sinking into hell. Like Moby or uh, captain Ahab was only going in deeper into the water. Jesus was just going deeper into hell. And, um, the, he instead of saying in at hell's heart i or from hell's heart i stab at thee though you slay me i will um i will oh what did i write there um though you slay me i will love you though you slay me i will praise you talking to god even though god is not like um i want to kill you jesus no that's not what he's saying here god is his wrath is coming out because God's wrath is not something that can just be like, you know, ignored. It is the wrath at sin. And Jesus is taking that is the wrath of God is going out on Jesus. And God is saying, though you slay me, I will praise you.
Though you slay me, I will praise you, God. Even as I am being destroyed by your wrath and sinking into hell, I will praise you. And Jesus perfectly obeys. He died the death we shouldn't have died. He experienced the suffering we should have experienced. And and at such a greater degree because he experienced it for every single person ever to exist that had ever existed and that was existing. And he also lived the life we should have lived. He had perfect obedience and had infinite suffering for us. And then um, uh, Timothy Keller talked about how all the medals Jesus earned as he lived this perfect life in this um, cosmic war or this war that from fighting good and evil, all the medals that Jesus uh, earned in his life he put those on our chest, even though we didn't earn any of them. In fact, we should have been stripped of everything. He gave us medals that we didn't even deserve. And he talked about this cop show, how um, oh, one of the, like an older man was being arrested. And um, years back, he had won the Congressional Medal of Honor. Um, I forget uh, for uh, what he had won it for, but um, he was being arrested by these big dudes. And as he was being arrested, um, I think it, he's mentioned it was his friend who, because the, um, the older guy would always wear this medal um, on him. And uh, one of his friends reached out and pulled his tie aside to show the Medal of Honor. And what what these guys did, these big dudes did, was they saluted. They saluted him even as this poor broken man they saluted him because they saw the achievement that um, he had. And that is Jesus, even though Jesus was the one who achieved those, he put those on our chest. He put the achievements that um, he earned on our chest because he loved us so much. And he wanted to see us prosper and bring us joy. So he took what he did and put it on us. He paid the price for us. He did what we should have done and then gave it to us. What beautiful love. And then ultimately he comes back to the why. Um, Not necessarily talking about the guilt this time, but why has thou forsaken me? Why? Why did Jesus come and do it? Why did he come? Not like why was it needed, but why did he do it? And um, the answer that is true, but isn't that the answer is, well, for the glory of God, but Jesus was already glorified in heaven. Um, Timothy Keller talked about how he like he didn't need to be glorified down on earth. He was already glorified in heaven. He was the Son of God. He did not need to come down. Why did he do it? And it can be summed up in one word, us. He did it for us. He loved us so much. His love is so deep. And so vast that he came and he did everything. He had infinite suffering and had perfect obedience for us. A broken people who didn't deserve anything and he gave us everything. That only starts, gives us a glimpse at the love he has for us. Jesus loves us so much that he paid what we could never do so that we could experience joy unlike any other jesus paid it all for us and guys i pray that this love will just become a reality to you that jesus paid it all literally 
everything for you because he loved you. So guys, I hope that um, just brought you some joy as you go into the weekend. I just, I, I pray that you will see that Jesus, his love is just so deep and so vast for you and he loves you so much. So um, let us pray before we go into our next segments. Um, dear God, thank you so much for um, just this reality that Jesus came and that he experienced everything that we should have experienced times a zillion. And he experienced all the death and the destruction that we deserved. He took the full wrath of God on himself so that um, so that we could be with him because he loved us so much. He loved us so much that he paid the price for us. And I pray that this will become a reality to us as we go into this week. Um, if we if we are to be shot down this week, whether it's people telling us that we're not worth it or um, hate coming upon us, that we may remember that though this world may reject us, Jesus loved us so much that he took suffering unimaginable to our minds that we can only begin to fathom because he loved us so much. So I pray that this love will become a reality to us as we go into this week. Thank you so much for your love and what you have done for us. I love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to that segment. And without further ado, let's get into the next segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So for this next segment, this isn't going to be like one of the cool intro title segments that I generally do. Um, this is more just going to be kind of a a segment where I'm just kind of talking about like, you know, thinking out loud with you guys. And um, in this segment, I'm going to be talking about plants versus zombies. So um, I'm going to kind of give like a little like a kind of a brief kind of what my plants versus zombies experience has been recently and then kind of talk about my thoughts for the future so for those of you who do enjoy plants versus zombies this may kind of you know get you like ooh, this is good this might be kind of exciting so um for the debrief what has happened as of recently so um my plants versus zombies account like we're talking not just battle for neighborville we're talking ea period um, for one of my accounts is officially just, it's gone. Like there is no getting it back. It's gone forever. Everything on there, it's just gone. And surprisingly, I've been pretty at peace with this. You know, I know that God is working through this. And even though, um, like I did lose a lot of not just time, but money, um, with that, um, it, it's okay because God has it all under control and I need not worry, um, about things of this world, uh, because God has everything under control and, um, whether that means I get it back or not, I I'm not concerned. I trust that God does everything in my best interest in that there's, he's never doing anything just to, you know, hurt me. He always has his my best interests in mind when making his decisions. So it, it's definitely not fun. I really it, it sucks. It sucks a lot because I have put like that was really a good chunk of my childhood was plants versus zombies and to see it just like gone like that is just not it's not fun. But um I I 
I'm able to accept this reality that it's just gone. And that doesn't mean that I can't play Plants vs. Zombies anymore. Um, it's definitely kind of like a ugh, thing, like as I'm you know going through things, I'm seeing things like I've purchased that and I purchased that, 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 that. It, like it's hard. It's really difficult. But I, I don't feel like I should hold a grudge just because of something that's just out of my control. Um, and so I've been thinking, and this is kind of the thinking out loud side, about starting to get back into Plants vs. Zombies just as a whole. Because that like that was a big part of my childhood. Not just like um not just the video game, but the comic books, you know. Like I really, really enjoyed it to an unhealthy extent in which if I were to get back into Plants vs. Zombies, I would definitely just not not even get near that it would just be a fun kind of getting back into it but i've kind of seen it appear in my household again uh as some siblings are starting to be like "Ooh, plants versus zombies this is kind of fun and it's, it's really exciting to see um like something that was just a really cool thing in my life um to see my siblings start to like really enjoy it so i feel like if i were to get back into it it would be to you know play with them because like man i have so much knowledge on that game like i know a lot about plants versus zombies and then to be able to show them all these different things i feel like would be really fun so um and then with the comic books as well like i've definitely seen those research in uh, my house as well as you know they're like starting to read them more and more and i just feel like um this is kind of a kind of like a cool thing where i can like just show them plants versus zombies and then from that i can also start talking about it on here as well as you know um i'm getting new word like i know it's kind of been from what it looks like at a standstill um with like the content as they're still you know go re going through um the prize map cycle uh along with like pvz3 is just kind of <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I, I really have no general idea what's going on with PVZ3. And um, I haven't seen any news of a new uh, uh, shooter, uh, Plants vs. Zombies shooter recently. So I'm not really sure, like, if new content, but, like, you know, just talking about old content, maybe, like, some reminiscing. But I may start to, you know, make it incorporate it into the show, show more than I have, which has been none at all, besides, like, the PVZ heroes. Which, honestly, like, I think out of all of the PVZ content, that, like, has been, like, a really fun PVZ content that I've kind of been able to carry. And I don't really, like, it's not like I'm, like, upset because uh, it had, like, no connection to my EA account whatsoever. So I'm, like... And I, I shouldn't, it's a game, it's a game and it's a company and I do not need to hold a grudge and I will not hold a grudge against them because that's not right. That's not what Jesus would do. It's a game, it's a company and that's not what Jesus would do. Um, but I feel like I may start to incorporate a little bit more Plants vs. Zombies in for you guys who are Plants vs. Zombies fans and who listen to this podcast and have kind of just been waiting on pins and needles like, when's he going to bring it back? I know he's going to bring it back because, you know, he, he does this. So um, look out for that on the horizon, some Plants vs. Zombies, um, whether it's segments or maybe, who knows, maybe Plants vs. Zombies will get their own big segment. Maybe that's going to be the big third segment. I don't know. Destiny 2, I feel like, could definitely be 
them because I, I feel like I do talk about Destiny 2 a lot. So that could beat out Plants vs. Zombies. But you never know. You, you, you never know. So look for that out on the horizon. Some new Plants vs. Zombies content for those of you who enjoy that. So ladies and gentlemen, that is my Thinking Out Loud segment. Um, and without further ado, let's get right into the next segment. The Destiny News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our next segment, The Destiny News. Now, um... I just really, I feel like Destiny 2 is a game that I play that is constantly updating with significant updates, and I thought it would be better to just create its own little segment that I do, um, whether it's a weekly segment that I kind of reoccur as opposed to like one of the just random ones that I throw in for you guys, or if it's going to be something random as well, like when I want to throw it in or not. But I feel like it's better to have it be its own segment rather than taking up the gaming segment. Because I feel like if it's just Destiny 2 every week, like it just it's it kind of goes against what the show is about uh, in the gaming sense of it. Obviously, the show is to bring the good news of Jesus to the world, and um, that is the show's main priority. But on with the gaming part of it. I don't want you guys to just feel like you're just getting destiny, 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 because there's way more games than just destiny. So I think I'm going to just start doing this segment, um, whether it's a weekly or just pop up when there's significant things I want to talk about. I'm not sure, but um, you'll probably, I don't know, only get a, like a full on destiny show. Uh, or like a Destiny big segment when it's like a new season or a new expansion or something significant enough. Otherwise, if it's just like the weekly kind of, ooh, then it's going to stay in its own Destiny news segment. So in today's segment, I'm just going to be kind of talking about the week. And um, the I finally learned how to pronounce it. Not It's not the Presage. It's the Presage um, secret mission and some new, um, additions with that as well. So, um, very exciting, um, stuff to talk about in today's destiny news. So, um, I'm just going to kind of jump into the presage as that I feel like is a big topic that I do want to cover since it's not going to be a long segment. Um, I do really want to cover this one because I feel like you guys, those of you who do play destiny will enjoy this one. So with the presage this week, I actually just completed the mission um, with my brother and my dad and we got some new dialogue that, um, it was not the dialogue from last week because I, I think last week I ran it a few times um, because I just like, oh my gosh, I know this dialogue by heart uh, because it was just like, oh, it's the same thing. And then I, because when I play this time, I'm like, hold the horses, like this is some new dialogue. And I think that's super exciting because even though we're playing the exact same mission, it's like changing the entirety of the mission um, just by the dialogue that we're getting. So it's still kind of a back and forth be between Calty or I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, and then Osiris as I really, I feel like the relationship is really cool and interesting as it's like 
even though we're fighting each other, we're still not enemies. Like we're just kind of, um, we're trying to like, you know, almost like show each other, like who's boss in a sense. Like we're not angry at each other. We're just kind of like passive aggressive occasionally, but more working together, especially in this presage mission. And we see this as uh Kalti starts pulling up these logs and we actually get to hear the voice of the guardian who we find in the end, who had the dead man's tail. And man, I, I just want to say this. His voice is so cool. He's got this like Western kind of tinge, like tinge tint to it and oh my goodness gracious his voice is super cool and it just says unknown guardian so we still don't know who it is but um there's this uh this guy who's like talking about how like this ship is like something is not going on like something's not right and he's talking about and obviously stuff isn't right like you go in the ship and you're like holy cow this is so scary uh but um talking about how i feel like a uh, big focus is callous as he's uh kind of describing how callous is being like just enveloped by this darkness as callous originally wanted to use this darkness to kind of you know um like i, I it's because I, i'm not sure if we can call um, this darkness in of itself, we're not, I'm not going to use the word darkness, uh, the, the stuff we find on the glycon, um, the spaceship that you explore in the presage mission, if we can call that darkness yet, it's something else, but it could be the darkness. We're not sure, but from what it seemed like Callus wanted to use this against the darkness, but instead it started like enveloping him and his crew and, um, in, According to Kalti, uh, it seems like she thinks Callus is still aboard the ship. So I feel like if this continues to, you know, grow and grow over the season, we may end up finding Callus on the ship, like just consumed by this darkness. Because Callus kind of he went missing after the big uh, darkness, like envelopment before Beyond Light. He just kind of went off the radar, and um, it. And this is kind of like another step closer to finding him why we want to find him um we're not sure but uh like we're, we're we're trying to find him and i feel like there was one really really interesting piece of dialogue that the unknown guardian had um he was talking about how uh callus after we had killed um whoever the really really fat cabal guy in crown of sorrow we after we killed him um he actually brought Callus brought the crown of sorrow aboard the glycon so from what it seems like the crown of sorrow is still chilling on the glycon unless Callus had left but Callus may still be on there we are not sure but it seemed like the, the crown of sorrow had some connection or something like that with this weird like goopy stuff that they had been experimenting with and um so like the guardian was really really concerned uh, about this like connection that they had um so i feel like that's really cool how they're tying in the crown of sorrow because like that the whole like crown of sorrow thing was like oh he's got like this big mantle on his head but like why okay it's cool uh but i feel like now that they're kind of tying that in i was really really interested in that aspect of it just how this crown of sorrow is having some connection with this weird goopy stuff and also um i'm not exactly sure i need to figure this out but the ghost shell for in here let me um 
I forget what the name is, but the ghost shell for the presage mission is available now. How you how you get it, I do not know. I hopefully will find that out soon. But it's called the shell of Glishameh. Glee Glee Gamesh. Glee Glee Gamesh. Glee Gamesh. The shell of Glee Glee Gamesh. That's a rough translation there. And it says for ghosts who have delved into the underworld. So very interesting um, flavor text there. But the shell is like this super cool. It's got like the the wood like text uh, uh, mechina like classic like wood with like a, the gold emblazonment of the like longhorn low. It's super, it's like ultimate cowboy shell. And I'm really excited to get my hands on it. But uh, that shell is also available. They talked about that it was available in the TWAB. How? Not sure. But apparently it is eva- available. And uh, it may it, it may be in the master uh, or maybe there's something else you have to do. But um, make sure if you do want a cool, snazzy cowboy ghost shell, uh, try and figure out how to <laughs> and then tell me because I don't know uh, how to uh, get that ghost shell because it's a really, really cool looking one. So, yeah, so the. The lore on the presage is getting really, really nice. Like, really, I'm super excited for next week's dialogue because, like, this this is getting good. And I, 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 I don't know. I want to say that the mission felt different when I played through it. Obviously, they did some bug fixes, but I don't know. Something felt a little different. It it, it had to have been the new dialogue because, like, as as they're talking about this, like, you know, it just like starts to like things start to almost change in your mind, even though you've already played through this a bunch of times, like, Oh, something's not adding up here. Like, you know, like it just like starts to go through, um, in your head. But yeah, the dialogue is super duper good. And I'm super excited to, um, uh, like go back into this, listen to the dialogue again. Cause the presage mission, like I've, I've run it a fair amount of times. Um, and like on whether I, I know I did it on my brother's account and like, just like I, I've run it a lot and I feel like every time it's just more fun. And with this new dialogue, it just makes the experience so, so much better. So presage mission, new dialogue, new go shell looking nice. So ladies and gentlemen, that is the destiny news segment. And without further ado, let's get into our gaming segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the gaming segment. Now, in today's gaming segment, I'm going to be talking about a game I believe I've already briefly mentioned on the show. Briefly, you know, I'm not sure how much I've talked about it on the show, but I'm going to be doing a little bit more in depth on this game in this um, segment. So it's not going to be crazy in depth, but I'm just going to be talking about a little bit more as I've experienced it a little bit more and learned a little bit more about it. So first the game, what is it? Backstory, all of that. So this game is called West of Dead. It is kind of like a a dungeon crawler-esque like making your way um through this um map it's like a i don't want to say 2d it's kind of like a 3d 2d it's a weird angle but you're basically you have like these different levels 
yeah, it's like it's a dungeon crawler um, where you're making it through and at the end of every level, there's a boss fight and you're upgrading your character and it's a one run thing. So, you know, you it's not like, you know, you make it to level two and then you just keep going from level two. You know, you got to do it all in one run. So um, already you're probably like, holy crap, this game is not for the faint of heart. Um, but as of recently, I've actually discovered that you also don't have to you don't have to play it all at once you can actually save leave and save and come back though your stuff will remain um though actually i'm not sure but i'm positive almost positive that your stuff will rename like your health and your upgrades will all and your weapons will all remain the same you can leave and come back and like you don't have to make your way through it like once you you log out you know it's like your progress is lost no that's not the case you can continue a run but you only do one run it's one run and done and then you can do another run so um, I believe there's seven levels. I'm not exactly sure, but the premise of the game is you are cut this guy in purgatory, though. I do not believe in purgatory. Um, purgatory is um, in the Catholic faith. It is where you go to basically if you didn't accept Jesus, where you go to um, like kind of like. Uh, it's like almost like a school kind of thing. I'm not sure, but you're basically like going in and um, it's like purifying the people who haven't accepted Jesus because apparently everybody goes to heaven nobody goes to hell and that's the like kind of thought process so uh it doesn't make a ton of sense and does not line up with my beliefs at all whatsoever but the game itself is actually a really really fun game and you're like this like kind of cowboy kind of like um ghost rider looking type guy and you're going through and like destroying all of the bad people in purgatory so again really doesn't make sense and you're um the whole premise of the game is you're trying to take out this preacher and i believe um it's the the preacher i'm not exactly sure since i really skip a lot of cutscenes. uh i'm not like unless it's like something really interesting i just like tend to you know, skip 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 because you know i want to i want to play the game i, I, I want to play the game so I, I generally don't um like watch the stuff that is really important about the game but it, the whole premise is you're trying to take out this preacher because i think he's turning people away from um hell i believe and i guess you want people to go to hell i'm not sure but um obviously it doesn't align with my beliefs so when i play the game i'm not like oh this is really going to get me um nice and spiritually pumped no um though i am playing the game for god the actual premise of the game is not like that's not i'm not playing it because this is a really good depiction of my faith i know i'm not a cowboy in purgatory sending people to hell that is not my role um at all because half the, all of those things don't exist well except hell 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 does exist but that's that's aside the point so this game is west of dead it is a game where you're this cowboy in this dungeon crawler environment you're basically going around and you're taking out these bosses these like you're ridding um purgatory of these really really bad beings and apparently the preacher is really really bad as well and i don't know if the preacher is like a bad preacher or a good preacher I i'm not sure i haven't gotten to that point in the game but you're going through and um i don't agree with this game's plot at all whatsoever but i really do enjoy the gameplay mechanic of it as you're making your way through you're collecting weapons and you there's two currencies one is iron and the other is sin why those are the two currencies i'm not exactly sure but basically you um 
you have this iron that you collect that you can uh, use to purchase. Uh, there's this like kind of wandering trader that appears like in every map. And when you find him, you can purchase things with your iron um, to like get new weapons and stuff like that. And there's all there's like you have like two items that you can use um, the tube right now. I have a hatchet. That's like a throwing one that does crazy critical damage. And then the other is like this knife that like kind of if someone's charging, you, you can stab them. And it also does really good critical damage. Um, so those are the two abilities I have. And then uh, you there's three different types of guns. You have your pistol, which can range. The one I'm running right now is a really, really good one, which does like bonus damage uh, when you hit or like all of your shots at the back of someone are all critical shots so it's super super powerful so there's pistol and there's a sniper uh like it's called a rifle or a longbow something like that and those can range there's all sorts of different types of ones and then there's a shotgun i generally tend to tend to stick with the pistol sniper just because the pistol is very fast firing and you can do lots and lots of damage um or it not lots of, but more just like quick uh um quick damage to people who may be charging you um and then the rifle is really good for taking out long distance targets and the shotgun like i just i don't know i don't really like getting super close because like some of the enemies hit real hard in the game so um uh, I like generally t like to keep my distance, but I really, really do enjoy the uh, game's mechanics, um, and the gameplay is really, really fun. I really, really enjoy, you know, just running around throughout the map, and um, I've started to figure out like different, because um, at, at the beginning when I first talked about, it, I'm like, oh guys, this game is fun but crazy. You're literally, you have to like make it all in one run no shutting your xbox off full send or no send but now it's kind of just like a like oh i can like stop i can save my progress and then come back though i may die and have to restart i don't have to do it all in one session which is really really nice because i i was just like man this is going to take forever to beat this game uh but yeah, it's uh it's a really really fun game and you just upgrade your character as you go. So once you beat a level, you can choose to leave uh the like the area you're in and go on and you kind of go into this like weird place where um then your sin currency comes in, you can purge your sin uh with like this weird witch lady. So also really really weird. Um and you can like uh, get new upgrades. You can like upgrade your flask. You can up. I got like my cool uh, pistol off of uh, this one lady uh, with uh, some of my sin. And <laughs> that sounds so weird. Uh, but uh, and then like you can get like health flasks, and it's basically just upgrading your guy more in the um, the items and uh, the weapons and like stuff like that in that category. And then you can also refill your health and your health flask there as well. And then you go on to the next level. So, and every level has new types of enemies. So, like, the first level is one type of enemies, and the second level builds on those types of enemies, and then the third level builds. So, it's it's really, really cool just to see those new enemy types. Right now, I'm on the third level. I haven't gone back and played in a while, but um, I'm in, like, the... I think it's the... Nah, I know it's not the mines. I, I forget what it is, but there's, like, these farmer guys who do some crazy shotgun damage, and it's not fun. Uh, but, um... Yeah, super duper fun game, and I highly, highly recommend it for those of you who enjoy those kind of dungeon crawler type games where uh, you're just, you know, you're going around and uh, you can kind of just clear, clear it at your leisure and you kind of have the whole map at your dispense. Like, you don't have to, like, 
like some rooms you go in and the, all the doors lock, but like if I'm low and I really want to play it safe, like I can just bait the enemies out and I can like literally sit in the hallway and have them all come out though. That kind of, I've realized that that will kind of hinder your like not, motivation isn't the right word, but just like confidence. Like you don't feel very confident and then you're kind of like sitting there like, Oh my gosh. And then just because you don't want to take risky moves, then you end up losing. Uh, but I feel like it's just a really fun dungeon crawler. And I really, if you know me, I really enjoy Cowboys. So the cowboy thing just really, really just, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I know I've said really, really like a ton of times, but that is the game West of Dead, um, and yeah, I recommend it. It's super fun, and uh, though I don't agree with the plot at all, I've just kind of had to put that inside and say, you know what, um, I'm a cowboy fighting for Jesus. That's that's how I'm going to look at this game, and it's not like just like this weird, like odd take on uh, like Catholic catholic uh the catholic religion no i'm i'm a cowboy fighting for god and that that's like just a way i can look at it and i think as i play i know i i haven't but i feel it i haven't looked at it like that and i feel now that i'm saying like this is this is a good way i can look at it and i recommend if you do play it and you are a follower of jesus um that you you look at this as look at it like this as well because sometimes like you know the plots of games aren't great even if the game is fun the the, the plot isn't super enjoyable and if it's to the point where you know like this is hindering your because like, you have to see like hey is this hindering my christianity by this bad plot and if it is then that's where you just kind of gotta say no this this game is not i'm not benefiting from this game in any way but if it's not to the point where um or if it's not uh, at this uh, where it's like hindering your Christianity, you can just look and say like, hey, plot aside, um, this is a fun game and I can look at it like this through this lens um, and ultimately use it to glorify Jesus. So ladies and gentlemen, that is West of Dead. I hope you enjoyed uh, this little game review and I really recommend it. it's on Game Pass and I think it's like 10 bucks or 20 bucks um, if you want to get it. So highly, highly recommend this game. Super duper fun. And yeah, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Today was a super fun episode and I hope you guys enjoyed. So ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic week. Rest in Jesus's love this week because it satisfies and it is so rich. It is so deep. Think of what he has done. Live in what he has done and let that change your life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all later. Peace.